and welcome to season three of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman, and the song you just heard is Danza Kaduro by Don Omar. And it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Aurelis Vaez. So Aurelis is from Clewiston, Florida, where she was a three-time state place winner and two-time state runner-up. Aurelis started her college career at Missouri Baptist University before finishing her career at the University of the Cumberlands as a two-time All-American. Aside from competing on the senior-level circuit, Aurelis has entered the coaching realm. She spent one year at Bruton Parker College before landing as an assistant coach of the Grandview women's wrestling team. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Aurelis Vaez. Did you think you were going to be a professor at a college? I actually did not know I was going to be a professor or a coach. Yeah. I didn't want to do either. <laughs> really? That, that was not in my career. That was nowhere. I didn't want to do nothing education, nothing at all. I originally wanted to be an athletic trainer. Oh, okay. And that was my original plan. Um, when I went to grad school, I had a year left of eligibility because I had medical register my freshman year due to ACL surgery. And so I went back to grad school just to kill one more year of my life, mm-hmm. trying to figure life out. In my school, it didn't have athletic training. It had um, a master's in coaching. So I was like, whatever, let me just get this master's degree to compete and figure life out. Mm-hmm. And then towards like December in the semester, I kind of like, I'm not giving you like signs to kind of like coach. Mm-hmm. And then um, Omi Acosta, the men's life coach, he's actually one that pushed me to like go into coaching. He's the one that kept like saying, do it, do it, do it. Like he kept nudging me about it. And then so I started applying for the jobs. I started getting to it. And then I got a job offer to be a head coach, mm-hmm. like right after I was done with nationals. So he's, and I was the night I was like, I'm only 23 years old. I'm not, I can't do this right now. He's like, no, accept the job offer. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to coaching. And yeah, it was just kind of, it's like one of those things is like, I don't like planning my life out. Mm-hmm. Every time I try planning something, it doesn't work out. So I just kind of like, just go with the flow. It's like, oh, let me just go with the flow. Worst thing that can happen is I go into military. No, actually, I shouldn't have liked it. I should love it. Coaching at the college level. Teaching was something I kind of wanted to get into. I start after a while getting into coaching, but I didn't think I actually was going to do it. I substitute teach a lot. So when I came to Grandview's when I was like, okay, no, I want to teach. I just want to teach college courses. Mm-hmm. So did you teach high school level courses before? No, I was just a substitute teacher. Oh, at, at the college level? No, I was from K to 12. I just Oh, sub. gotcha. Okay. So I used to go home for the summers while I was in college. I used to sub. I, you know, school ended in end of April, so I had all made a sub. So during May, I'd go home, back home back in Florida where our family's at and I just subbed for a whole month straight so I think that's what kind of got me into wanting to teach mm-hmm. and so when I first came to Granby I was subbing for a year here too at like the middle school high school and then my entry my second year I got offered to start teaching courses here at the college so I was just kind of like okay I'm just gonna roll with this now <laughs> and and the athletic training dream just sort of dissolved don't want to get a second master's degree I that's the thing if I'm going back to school I'm getting my doctorate yeah. that's my thing like I that's something that's still in my path I haven't not thought about it I know 
I, I do want to get my doctor's degree. I do. That's one of my goals. I do. It's just like I'm first generation to go to school. My my older brother and sister, they didn't go to school. Like, even, even though they should have, they're way smarter than me. Like, my brother's probably, he's the smartest out of the three of us. But I'm first generation to go to college. You know, I have a, ma- I have a bachelor, I have a master's degree. So I'm here like, why not? Why not get a doctor's? And also my parents, they want to push it, you know. We came here to the States with nothing, you know, we came from Cuba to Florida, you know, living our lives. So that's something our parents want to push. They want to get education. It's like, also, why not? Like right now, there's a little pause right now. There's too much on my plate to mm-hmm. jump back into school, but that's, that's hopefully in the near future. I go back. Yeah. For what? Um, so when I was actually doing my mat, my master's, I was a grad assistant in the leadership department. So it'd just be a simple, just leadership just mm-hmm. just to have a doctorate i just want to further my education like why not yeah gravy's talking about adding a doctor's program so we'll see i, I was going to ask if, if that would be something you could do at grandview but. there um our new president she mentioned i think last year about wanting to start a doctor's program so mm-hmm. i'm gonna wait out and see worst case scenario um my alumni school does it online so there we have my transcript and stuff too so it'll be a little easier but we have a tuition discount. Nice. Um, I'll make it work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to pay for school again. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you have, you're, you're a double major and a minor, right? I double major in my bachelor's. Yeah. So you got two majors, a minor and a master's. No, just, I just double majored at oh, um, okay. exercise. It was exercise sports science and public health. Mm-hmm. It was just, um, they were both very similar. There was a few classes that I take extra and I was just kind of like, eh, yeah. why not? <laughs> yeah. Dang, you're going to set the bar high for your family, you know? Hopefully. Well, uh, we have some people who who didn't quite make it make it to college, um, but then we have this one that's a doctor. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. My niece, I don't know. I think out of all my nieces and nephews, my second niece might be the one probably get it for me. Yeah. She's pretty smart. I, my sister was just talking the other day, and apparently my niece was correcting her on her English, and my sister almost smacked her. She had to bite her tongue. <laughs> I was like, she does got better English than we do. So, Which was um, wrong. yeah. Well, uh, that's an interesting point. Um, because yeah, you were born in Cuba, and then you you came over to United States. How old were you? I was a baby. You- I was only one. Really? Yeah, I was a baby. And it was um it wasn't planned either. <laughs> My parents had no intentions to come to the states. It was things which work work weren't working out out there, and they just want a better life for me and my siblings. Mm-hmm. Where did you so then? Where did your family settle when they got? Did they just go right to Florida? Yeah, my okay. grandmother on my mother's side, she mm-hmm. lived in Miami. Okay. My aunt, she lives in Clouston. Um, it's a really small town in um, South Florida. It's right under Lake Okeechobee. So that's where we actually ended up moving. And my parents, they still live there. It's a small town. They liked it because it was good to raise kids. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's where they stayed. They haven't left yet. Yeah. Well, um, so you lived there. When was the first time you sort of started to move north then a little bit? Um, university, was that college when you went to the University of the Cumberland? Um, yeah, I actually went to oh, Missouri, Missouri Baptist. Baptist. Then I went to, um, 
Cumberlands. Yes. Yeah. Um, how did you actually, end up? 10 years ago. 10 years ago, 10 actually. Years ago? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how did you end up at Missouri Baptist? Um, so back then it was WCWA. So mm-hmm. there wasn't really, there wasn't much options out there. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't much options. I had like what, less than 20 schools to pick from. And I don't know. I just picked the school and ended up going to Missouri <laughs> Baptist. Yeah. Um, well, I guess let's rewind a little bit. When did you start wrestling? Did was it a did your family wrestle? Any siblings? Or were you just um, the black sheep, if you will, of the family? Well, actually, well, I when I first signed up, I actually found out my brother actually did wrestle. I didn't really? know about it. He wrestled in Cuba, actually. He did Greco and Freestyle. I learned about that like a year later. Really? So I started, I was in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And um, it was PE class. The assistant principal, he opened up the wrestling facility and he offered to the students. Um, so the girls, we had to walk the track, walk around the track a mile. It's Florida. So it's a little, a little hotty poo out there. Yeah. So um, is either go run or walk a mile or go to the wrestling room. I was like, eh, let me try something new. Uh, let me just go do it just for funsies. And I went there and I actually ended up liking it. And so I asked him, hey, is there a wrestling team? This was a middle school too. And he's like, yes, there is. I'm like, can I sign up? He's like, of course. And at the time, my dad just had back surgery. So he was like, he didn't work for two years. So he was just a stay-at-home dad pretty much. Mm-hmm. I go home. I'm like, hey, Bobby, I tried something new today. Can I, can I try it out? Can I join? And he gave me a look like, damn it. So he gave me that look and he's kind of like, I, he couldn't say no because my brother did it. So he just said, he thought it was just a phase that I was just going to do it. So he let me sign up. I remember, so I did pretty good for my first year wrestling. I was just, I was wrestling guys. Mm-hmm. And I was, me, I fought my siblings growing up, typical siblings fighting. So we fought, it was just really mean the whole time. Um, <laughs> Just kept with it. My dad just kind of let it go, let it go. And yeah, we didn't know it was going to turn into this yeah. years later. So just from a middle school PE class, I went to wrestling practice and just stuck with it. Really? Did you do any other sports? In time? high school, I ran cross country for three years. I ran track for two years. My senior year, I just wrestled because the end of my junior year of high school, I partially tore my ACL. So that's why I didn't run track my junior year because I tore it. And then entering my senior year, my high school coaches and my dad sat down and said, you got to pick what you want to do. Your knee is not going to be able to do all the sports, especially all the running. So I didn't run my senior year. I just rehabbed and trained my whole senior year just to wrestle did you have surgery i didn't have surgery until freshman year of college so you wrestled uh, like your whole senior year on a partially torn acl yeah. three months yep no one knew about it only my coaches and my teammates yeah what was we that just, um for sure it was painful when i first popped because i heard the balloons in my mm-hmm. knee it was very painful i cried we had to do a lot of rehab mm-hmm. that summer. It was a lot hardcore rehab. We were smart about it. Um, you know, during school year, like if anything was hurting me, you know, I never really said anything, but my coaches kind of knew when to like, hold back and whatnot. 
So we're very smart my senior year with it. You know, we knew my thing is I denied a surgery because I can't repeat my senior year. And it was like my senior year, I was, I lost in blood rounds and regionals. I almost made it to guys stay. I just took second at girls stay. So I was like, no, I'm going with this. And they said, you know what? If I had surgery, I was going to miss my whole year. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wrestle with it. If it tears, it tears during season. Oh, well, at least I had something in me. So and it, and it didn't bother me honestly. It did not bother me. My whole my knee didn't bother me. My whole senior year, I went to college with it. It didn't bother me until it finally tore completely. And I was like, oh, I'm done. Yep, we're done. <laughs> well, it paid, off. it paid off wrestling your senior because you you actually qualified for Boy State. Yeah, I did. I qualified. I was so happy. I was the first girl in ten years. They told me. Yeah, what was that like? It was ex- it was something we worked very hard for. Mm-hmm. Like I said, um, high school wrestling was a little tough. You know, I was on an all-boys team. Mm-hmm. I was very fortunate. My coaches, they treated me like one of the guys. They accepted me in the room. They actually, I think they went harder on me than it was the guys. But they were just preparing me what's going to happen in real competition. Because I know a real competition, I had coaches that would say negative things to my face. And I was just like, I'm like, 15 17 I'm like what did I do you know yeah. I had wrestlers that used to punch me in the face guys come out with like bloody lips all the time I know my dad um he's been a stand someone knew that he was my father he'd just be recording he used to hear all the stuff they say about me so it was for sure interesting but you know very grateful for it I'm Great. grateful for it I was grateful I in that senior year when I finally qualify for state, that's something that like we worked so hard for, like all the sweat, the tears I've been through, especially my junior year, losing in the blood rounds to qualify for state will really hurt me. So I was like, and they knew I was like, I'm not finishing my season here. So it was, it was a great opportunity for us to hit the bar high. How did your, I'm curious how you handled it, but I'm also curious how, how your dad handled it. You know, that's, that's his little girl out there wrestling <laughs> and and to your point a 17 a 15 16 17 year old kid you know yeah. and as a parent you know your instinct is to be like a you know mama bear papa bear type of situation yeah. so how did he handle it all and and your your family in general oh lucky my mom when she went to a tournament her english is not good so she didn't really understand a lot of it so, but everybody knew that was my mom, though. Everybody knew that was I was the daughter. My dad, he for sure, he bit his tongue mm-hmm. a lot more, but he was a smart ass. So what he used to do, he used to like listen, entertain it. He'll smirk about it. And then he'll record it. And as I'm wrestling and when I win the match, he'll tap on their shoulder and be like, hey, that's my daughter, by the way. So, no <laughs> so that was his way to woosa down a little bit from just let him talk it out. And then when I end up beating him, or even if I don't beat them and like it was a hard match, you know, like it wasn't give it to him, he'd be like, mm-hmm. That was my daughter, by the way. And they're just kind of like, Well, we feel like an ass now for talking yeah. crap about your daughter. We didn't know it was your daughter. Yeah. What but about you? Of- Did that like trickle into you? Did you hear all that? Um, I heard about it, of course, you know, um, I, my coaches and my dad all talked to me about it. It's just, but something, I kind of accepted it too. That mm-hmm. was the part where I had to mature about it. I couldn't let that affect me. I knew I was in a guy's sport. I'm in a gym with 300 guys. I was one female. So I knew like 
I knew that was going to happen, but I didn't let it affect me. I just like, you know, when that just pushed me more to my training to want to be the best, to go out there and beat the guys that just motivated me more. Just getting like, you guys just feel my fire a lot more now. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't fun, but I think towards the end of my, my junior seniors, when the coaches start to accept it, like even now when I go back to Florida, the coaches, a bunch of them, they still talk about me. They still ask kind of like, Oh, we remember you. I'm just like, ah, yeah, that was back then. <laughs> so. um, how was it pulling double duty sort of qualifying for girls state and boys state? Because it's, it's almost, I don't, they're not two different styles, but they're just two different humans. Um, so girls state wasn't sanctioned or nothing while I was in Florida when I was there. Um, it was just a tournament. It was just, you sign up, pay a fee and go wrestle. Okay. So, um, that was an option. Um, I didn't know about it my freshman year. We had no idea about it. until my sophomore year, a parent went and told my coach like, Hey, why wasn't she at girls state last year? And we were like, girls state, like, we're all confused. We didn't know. We just, I was on a guy's team. So my sophomores, when we found out about it, and then my coach gave me the option, it was, it was a weekend of a, it was a, it was called Golden Gate Duels. It was a two-day weekend, two-day tournament for duels. And my coach gave me the option. If you're like, hey, do you want to wrestle the guys or do you want to wrestle one day at the duels and then go wrestle the girls the next day? And he gave me the option. I just kind of accepted it. I was like, hey, I'll wrestle the day before. Probably shouldn't because it's state, but I'm just going to go wrestle and then go to state the next day. I just thought about it was another tournament for me. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. And my coaches, they wanted me to do it. You know, I don't see girls throughout my high school season. I saw maybe less than a handful at a tournament. I maybe wrestled a couple at a, at a guys' tournament. So it was interesting, you know. Like, um, I was grateful for to go to girls' state, you know, wrestle with the girls. It was different for sure. It was not the same as wrestling guys. It was guys I'm used to more of them trying to muscle me around and do all stuff with the girls. It just felt I could work more stuff, like my technique-wise, not just – Girl, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. it was fun. It was for sure interesting. You know, I said it was an option they gave me, and I was grateful. My coaches, they gave me the option. They actually asked what I wanted to do. Yeah, was, was it kind of an opening when you went there and saw that? Like, wow, there's a lot of girls who are actually wrestling. You know, did it open your eyes a little bit to how many girls actually competed in the sport? Yeah, well, back then it was a lot smaller though. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, it was a lot smaller, but it was like shocking. Like, oh, wow, there's girls like me that actually competes here. And a lot of them were just like me competing on a guy's team. There's only a few of them that actually had a full out girls team. So it was fun. And since some of them actually came like long life friends with them, like some of them we still on social media, we still cheer for each other. So it's it was very fun to see all that, like seeing people like me. When when did you first think or hear about um wrestling at the divi- you know at the college level that's who senior year really <laughs> i didn't know anything about wrestling in college it was funny my middle school wrestling coach's wife is the one that reached out to me and told me you need to apply for colleges you need to go wrestle in college so like my middle school and high school coaches they're the one that's saying that she needs to go she needs to keep wrestling like she didn't get far in the sport so yeah my senior year um it was after pretty sure it was after state is when I started like oh I need to start playing for schools how does this work so wow. yeah it was last minute everything else I was like a baby deer so I was very grateful Miss <laughs> Alford she pushed me to make sure I apply for school and like she helped guide me through the process of it as well 
It was what funny was- too because my middle school coach and his and his his wife, my other two wrestling coaches and cross country coach, they actually went to Cumberland's. So when I transferred there, I'm like, hey, I went to your alumni school. <laughs> what are the odds of that? <laughs> yeah, it was very odd. Uh, what was your thought before wrestling became a possibility in college? Like, did you think about going to college in general? Or like, what was the next step anyway? I was going to go to college. I was probably going to Palm Beach State down the street or FSU. I know I was going to go to college, but I was just going to kind of just figure it out. So so at that point, you thought your wrestling career was over? Yeah, I thought it was just a high school thing. <laughs> and here we are. I just go with the flow. Like I said, I I don't like planning out my life. Like I've tried planning out things and never worked out. So at a young age, I learned not to plan out my life, just to go with the flow and see where it takes me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was good. Sometimes it was bad, but I learned from it. Yeah. And so the flow led you to Missouri Baptist. Yeah. For just one year. Yeah. I, just, I did one year there and then I transfer um, to University of Cumberland's my sophomore year. Okay. So I did three years of undergrad and then one year of grad school. What was behind the decision to go to the University of the Cumberland's? Um. It was just a good fit at the time. Yeah. I don't know. It's just at time I felt like I said I, I like Missouri Baptist. I love my teammates. Um, it was great, but um, it just didn't felt like home for me. I didn't mm-hmm. felt that it was there. Um, I saw Cumberland throughout the year. Um, I heard highly of the coach. You know, I knew about the school because my old coaches went there. So I looked into it, and I don't know. I just kept getting signs yeah. that I should go. And I just pulled the trigger and just said, okay, I'm going to transfer and go to Cumberland's. And it's one of the, you know, it's been one of the best women's wrestling schools, you know, like a lot of former female wrestlers went to the university of the Cumberland's. Like it was, it was like the spot for a little bit to go. If you were a female wrestler. Yeah. It's one of the, one of the, one of the first programs that started. So yeah. I always hear about it. I always heard about Cumberland's. And I said, it's, it's one of those things I kept getting signs. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, like coaching, I kept getting signs. I should go into coaching. I just kept getting signs. I should go to Cumberland's. And I did. And that's why I don't regret my choice going out there. Like, I'm very grateful for my coach. I'm grateful for what the school gave me. Open a lot of doors for me, for sure. Yeah. Um, back real quick to high school wrestling in Florida. Where were like your state you know, when you traveled to state, cause you were down in Miami, which is like basically the very South of Florida. Yeah. So how much traveling did you have to do to, to find competition or were you able to stay in that area down there? Well, I wrestled on a boys team. So competition mm-hmm. for guys was easy. We, dra- we traveled from, cause lucky I'm in Clouston. I'm in the middle. So it's an hour to like West Palm, an hour from Fort Myers. So we drove nice. maybe okay. an hour, two hours. I said, I wrestle on an all-boys team, so it's very easy to get competition. For, it was mm-hmm. easy for us to compete. So it wasn't – but, you know, I live in a small town, so doing an hour, two-hour drive wasn't bad. Gotcha. I just slept the whole time. Yeah. Where, where was your state tournament at then? Um, In Lake – I think Lakeland. Okay. How far away is that? Two and a half hours, three. Really? Not bad. Okay. No, it's, it's usually hosted every year. Like Lake and Orlando, 
Mm-hmm. It was Lakeland. If it was in Lakeland, that's where they hosted it. I'm not sure if they still have it there or not, but I know that's where it was at, like, for the longest time because my high school coaches competed at Lakeland, too. So. Gotcha. Were you were you nervous or, you know, did, did you get nervous or do you get nervous when you wrestle? Um, I back in high school. Gosh, I don't remember. I, I just know I was like, I think my coaches at high school were more nervous than I was. <laughs> like, honestly, I think honestly, I think they were more nervous than me. I was just kind of like, I'm just here for a good time. You should have wrestle, you know, um, the one I think the one thing I, I I know this is kind of off topic, but one thing I remember from high school state, I was in a constellation match and my high school head coach told me he lost his voice. He couldn't scream apparently. <laughs> and he was telling the assistant coach to yell. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you lost your voice. I'm like, I heard you yelling at me the whole entire time, <laughs> like coaching me through my match. So I wasn't really nervous there. Like um, coaches were very welcoming. When I went to state, you know, weigh-ins, everything, referees were so welcoming tonight. So I was just excited to me. It was another tournament. Um, now competing. Um, competing now, I still get those nerves. I still do. You know, it's like, you know, my thing, my coaches always tell me, even now, my coach now, he tells me, uh, even Mitchell and them, they tell me, if you're nervous, that means you care. Mm-hmm. And thing is to me, too, I know my my competitive years is slowly coming to an end okay I'm getting a little older and stuff like that so I think it's like that kind of kicks into knowing that I have x amount of years left in me but I really do care like I said I care about it so I'll probably I get those just typical nerves yeah but I just gotta remind myself it's just in our tournament just in our tournament you know I know I feel good my weight's good I've been training for it so yeah um I want to ask what it was like the first time you or the first few times maybe you re- you wrestled girls after competing against boys you know um i've had a few female wrestlers on and some of them say that the first loss was pretty hard because they almost feel like they should win against girls cuz they're going up against boys and beating them you know so when they go against girls it's almost like you know i should win this you know this match yeah. And then when they lose, it's like, whoa, maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. There's girls out here that can beat me. Like, just it kind of is a little bit of a trip for the mind, you know. Yeah. Do you have that at all? Um, I'm trying to think. The first time I lost to a girl was my sophomore year at state, which the girl ended up being the state champ, too. Mm-hmm. And then the second girl I lost to, she ended up getting third. And I wasn't really upset about though mm-hmm. it's just like at the end too it's like the girl one girl took third one girl won the whole thing so it wasn't really mad not and that's, I know I could bang with these girls but I wasn't upset about though I was just kind of like I just learned from that like mm-hmm. I was going against some of these good girls so it's just one thing I just you know I went back and learned about it you know I just noticed the way girl wrestle and guy wrestle were a little different so I think I think I don't think I got too mad I just kind of accepted it and just look back okay what I need to fix yeah did you ever were you one to get upset after you know because you're competitive were you one to get upset after you lost and wrestling against girls just in general um yeah I know my freshman year of high school I was very upset I was (laughs) it I got my 
butt beat my freshman year so bad. I had to do a lot of maturing that year. Um, so that took a lot of maturing. Now, as I said, as I get older, I do get upset, but I try to control my emotions mm-hmm. because what's the point of throwing a fit, getting pissed off? Like, there's no point of it, you know, especially as you get older. So I really, I get upset. Like, I'm not going to just be like, oh, I don't care. I'm like, no, I do care when I lose, but I just have to control my emotions at the end because why I'm going to carry that to the next match? What benefit I'm going to do? Okay, the match happened. Okay, what I need to fix for the next one? What was I doing wrong? Okay, get it, got it, good. Let's go to the next match. Mm-hmm. So the ones I probably get upset with this probably the dumb ones. Like, oh, I probably shouldn't have lost that one. But yeah. I for sure said, I think in high school for sure has helped me a lot to help me with that maturity. I said I had a high – my coaches were males, so they did – we're a little more hard on me, so they always tell me, like, hey, control yourself, control yourself, because, you know, guys don't want, guys want to see girls crying in the corner, and then they're like, don't do that, don't show them your emotions, so I think that kind of really helped me throughout, like, my college and senior competition. Mm-hmm. What what made you continue to go out for the sport? You know, you said you had a, maybe a rough freshman year, um, you know, there didn't seem to be many female wrestlers out there, um, you know, you were the only one, but yet you still just kept coming back, kept grinding and kept going out and improving. Yeah. Well, my high school coaches were surprised actually. I even came back. Yeah. That was a one and done year. And they saw me come back. They're like, Oh, she's back. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just had a connection with the sport. Like I said, I grew up with the older brother and sister. We fought a lot. I love the competitive. I love the comeback of it. And I liked that. It was, it was on me. If I lost, it was on me. If I win, it was on me. It wasn't nobody else. It was all on me. My training came on me. So I like the individual part of it. Um, I like the aggressiveness of it. Like, and it just kept drawing me back in. And I just stuck with it. I don't think after freshman year of high school, well, buddy, I didn't, I was questioning myself why I even came back, but no, I, I came back and it was for sure. I think stuff started clicking for me. I just start clicking. You saw a huge improvement. And I was just grinding a lot harder. What where did what did you do in the off season? Did you find places to train, um, or did you like th- did the boys train and you just continued to train with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm from a small town, so you know everything's about an hour away. My you know my parents really didn't have money growing up, so my t- my high school they had a little small club, Tiger Wrestling Club. So we'll train you know during the summer in and out a couple times a week. So. For sure, it's different than what it is now. Like, you have a mm-hmm. lot more opportunities. So, back then in high school, it's just we just opened the room up twice a week and we just worked out. We were lifting and wrestling. So, I just kind of stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, you you end up at Missouri Baptist and then University of the Cumberlands. Did you have goals and dreams and aspirations? That, you know, it sounds like you were sort of living in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you at times think about, what you wanted to do, what you wanted to accomplish? For sure, my goal was to always be a four-time All-American. That was mm-hmm. my always end goal and being a two-timer. Um, I wanted to, like, make the national team. I wanted to make the cadet. Well, not cadet. I was too old for that now. I wanted to make, like, the junior team. I wanted to make the senior national team. But um, my junior, senior year, I knew those goals weren't going to happen. I had really bad weight management. I was cutting about 15 pounds a week. Um, my So my 
my diet, it wasn't good. I screwed up my sophomore year of high school, college. Um, I was stuck doing 18 and a half credits for four semesters. So my whole junior, senior year, I was taking 18 and a half credit each semester. Wow. Plus cutting weight. So I knew that path wasn't going to happen with the lifestyle I was living at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was no one to blame. That was all on me. My weight was messed up because of me. My schooling was messed up because of me. So I knew those goals weren't going to happen while I was in college. So, and that, those are two years, actually, I didn't all American either because my lifestyle was messed up. So there was goals, you know, to make the national team compete at the senior level stuff. I, I just knew at the time it wasn't going to happen. And just, I just kind of did what I could at the time. So that was your junior and senior year that you didn't all American? Yeah, my college. And those are the two years I had the worst weight management. Wow. And and I know you put that a little bit on yourself as, as you know, competitors you want to, but you know, at the time, was there a lot of information that you could even gather? I mean, cutting weight for a male is a little different than cutting weight for a female. So yeah. like, how, how did you start to start to manage your weight better or find um, even help you? Junior, senior year, I was just doing it the wrong ways. You know, I was just wearing plastics all the time, hardly oh, eating, hardly, yeah, it, and I said, it's all on me. I'm not going to blame anybody else. I just had weight, weight management, was doing everything the wrong way, doing the, the you know, just cutting weight wrongly. Um, when I came back to grad school, as I was a little older, I was living off campus with my roommates. I started cooking my meals more. So that's when I started getting my weight in control. Mm-hmm. So I said, I didn't, I didn't have much resources, stuff online, but it's not like how today there's so much more resources you could get into, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it took me to said grad school to finally get together. Um, I really got together when I, when I took a year off from competing, when I came to Grandview, start competing again is when I really started getting my weight control. Like, and I sit there and think, dang, if I knew all this stuff when I was in college, it, I would have such a different career path. Mm-hmm. Like I'm weighing less now than I did in college. I'm just like, it makes like, it's just for maturing, getting older, you know? So it's, it was rough, but like I said, I, I can't regret nothing. I just got to learn from it. And that's why I'm hopefully teaching my athletes. Like I made those mistakes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it just took me a while. It took me to find, get my life together. And I, now actually, I, I hated feeling heavy. I was like five foot tall, 140 pounds cutting down to make 109. So I was like, I don't oh. like this feeling. Yeah. Dang. Actually, I was a 101 pounder. I blew up to 140 in a week. At first. In a week? Yeah. That was weight management for me. Oh. It was. I mean, honestly, that's kind of slightly impressive that you can put on that much weight. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was because I, growing up, the heaviest I ever got was like my sophomore year, the heaviest I ever got was like 115. But mm-hmm. I had bad weight management too. And I was cutting down to make one-on-ones, making one-on-ones consistently. I was cutting it wrong. And I blew up. In mm-hmm. a week, I was 140. And I was like, holy crap. Like, this is not okay. And mm-hmm. yeah, my junior, senior year was just rough. Did you ever think at that point to just hang it up? I mean, like, when you got done, you know, because of how the weight management goes and the roller coaster you're on, did you ever think like okay you know what I, I'm done with the sport because of it's just too much right now 
there was a little devil on my shoulder telling me to give it up but Mm. I knew I wasn't ready and I knew if I gave it up I was going to regret that for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. so I stuck it through but then I said it was my fault that was so heavy so that's like I can't blame nobody Mm -hmm. so it's one of those things like the little devil was just trying to get in my ear saying quit 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 why not you can go you can do what you want you can eat all you want but it's like is that what, we, what i really wanted like i was one of those high school students that had the opportunity to go wrestle in college and do something with her life mm-hmm. so i i took advantage of it mm-hmm. it's like i had people looking at my high school team they're looking up to me you know a girl went to you know the only female wrestler they had went off to college you know they had people looking at my family was looking up to me you know invested so much time in me you know i left I was living hours away, states away. So there was stuff that was pushing me to like, no, no, don't hang it up. Mm-hmm. Something that was just bigger than the sport. Yeah. You know, and at times when you're in that, maybe a little bit of a dark place, that support and that, that drive is, is what gets you through, you know, um, yeah. not be the sport, you know, cause at times I feel athletes sort of resent the sport a little bit, but something keeps them keeps them going for you it sounds yeah. like it your family motivation from little girls looking up at you you know stories that your high school coaches were probably saying like hey you could be like that you know yeah so, so there's always something that was pushing me and, and I just knew if I hung it up I was gonna regret it mm-hmm. like that was gonna I said I don't regret a lot of things there's no point regretting but I know if I hung it up that was something that I would never forgive myself for. Mm-hmm. So, but honestly, you, did you sort of hang it up a little bit? So you you coached at Bruton Parker for a year, and you weren't competing. I at hung that up. So that no, yeah, I, that year hung it up. Yeah, when I accepted the head coaching job, that's when I accepted a fact to hang up my shoes. Mm-hmm. I accepted it then because. That was path. Oh, I was given the path to start coaching. Mm-hmm. And I said, I was 23 when I accepted the job, 24 when school started. And I had no time. I was a first year head coach. And I was, I was like self taught. I didn't know what I was doing. 23 years old, running a program by herself. I didn't know how to recruit my butt off, how to coach girls that were not that much off age either. I was a couple years older than them, learning all. And we, and we just switched over from WCWA to NAIA. So I was like learning what's an OPC, what's this, what's that. I was just like, what's all this stuff? So I didn't have time to train. Like, and that's when I accepted a fact, I'm going to hang up my shoes. Like my focus is now on my athletes and on my program. Mm-hmm. That's when I accepted it. For sure. It was, I was, and that's, that was the one time I did. I did accept the time because they were more important than me. Mm-hmm. How did you learn all that on the fly? Did you lean on somebody? Did you have, did you talk to the coaches at University of the Cumberlands? Like, that's um, a lot. <laughs> it sounds- yeah, so, um, I, for sure, I was self-taught. Like, um, I, that's one thing I, that's my biggest um thing I will say. I am a very self-taught, I'm a go-getter. So I always figure something out. I always kind of put my two plus two together and figure stuff out. But I know when I struggled, I always called Omi, the life uh, men's coach. I always called him up. I'm like, hey, I need help. I need help. I need help. And he was always just willing there to help me because he is the one that pushed me to go into coaching. He's the one that pushed me to go into 
accepting this job offer. He always told me, hey, if you need something, give me a call. And to this day, he's still like that. If I ever need something, I give him a call and he helps me out. So he for sure helped me a lot my first year because I was a chicken my head cut off and what I was doing. Uh, well, you, you must have known something because you, you got an All-American that first year. Yeah, I produced you know? wow. the first All-American. It was Broom Parker's first All-American. She was a conference champ and she was freshman of the year. Wow. So obviously you were doing something right. I mean, in, in all the midst of this chaos, if you want to call it that, um, you still found some success. Yeah. I mean, that that had to be reassuring that you were doing it, something right. It was. It was for sure. It was a struggle. It was a stressful year. It was struggling too. It's like the bad news bears. We're mm -hmm. just kind of just going with it. Um, but it was very referring. Yeah. So she was a tough one. Said so she was a national, freaking national team member. She she won Fargo that year. She took out Alexis Lyles at Fargo that year too. So when I was able to sign her, she was a huge pickup. And I was like, okay, we got something here. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I, I wonder if your sort of go with the flow attitude and lifestyle helped you in that year where there was a lot going on that wasn't structured yet. And you sort of can thrive on that because that's sort of your life, you know, where you just kind of take it as it comes and you almost had to that year. So I wonder yeah. if maybe your life being like that helped you, you know, in the midst of all of that. Well, I know my first year coaching, there's a lot of stuff I wish I would have done differently. <laughs> I yep. for sure, I was young, 24, then I was doing some stuff I said I probably should not have said, but no, like I said, I look back, there was, there was a lot of things to this day. I, I joke with Coach Crinzy about it. I was like, dang. I really messed up my first year. How do I do that? But no, yeah, I, just, I go with the flow. Like I said, mm -hmm. I just, I dealt with what I had. I had my athletes with me, my athletes that want to be with me and train with me and coach, let me coach them. I just kind of dealt with that. I just went with it. Like um, one piece of advice that my athletic trainer told me at Missouri Baptist was, what did he say? I can't, I'm not quoting it correctly. They say it's control what you can't control. And that's one advice I know always stuck to me when he said that. So I was just like, you know, I have half a team right now. I'm just going to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many did you have that first year? So at Bruton Parker, how many? I had a small team. Um, I think I, well, I ended up finishing the season with only one girl competing. A lot of my girls wow. got injured. Yeah, a lot of my mm -hmm. freshmen were injured. Some weren't, some weren't eligible to compete. So it was, it was a rough first year. Yeah. And that was the only year you were at Bruton Parker, correct? Yes. It was my first, it was, I did one year there. Mm -hmm. How did you get contacted then to go to Grandview? How did that door sort of become open? So yeah, I was a, it was a limbo. I was in a little limbo for a few months. Um, like I said, I'm grateful for Broom Parker. I'm mm. very grateful for opening that door for me and giving me opportunity at a young age. Um, I just resigned. It just wasn't, it wasn't my home. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't give them my all if I wasn't there for them. Mm -hmm. Like I just, it sounds kind of bad, but I want to give something my all if I know it's there. So I was kind of in limbo for a little bit. Um, I was talking to Omi one day and I was like, yeah, man, I don't want to do my life right now. I think I'm just going to go to the military at this point. Like, I don't know what to do. And mm -hmm. he was kind of like, hey, will you consider stepping down as an assistant coach? 
And I was kind of like, ideally, I want to be a head coach again, but assistant coach doesn't sound so bad. Like, be an assistant or go to military. Really didn't want to do military. Military was just the last option. Mm -hmm. So he was like, hey, my buddy's the head coach at Grand University. He's looking for a female assistant. And me and Coach Krinzi actually knew each other. He knew oh, really? me as an athlete. Yeah, he knew me as an athlete. I've I wrestled against his athletes. I've coached against him. So we we knew each other, who mm -hmm. we are. And um Krinzy, he was, you know, he was like a friend assistant coach. Um, and so I told Omi, yeah, I'll consider it. So um Omi called Krinzy and Krinzy gave me a call and we talked about it. And you know, he was very bluntly about it. You know, he was looking for a female. Um he I had a head coaching experience, so that did help a lot. Like, okay, she knows what I'm thinking. She knows the process. Mm -hmm. So it made it help too. And also it helped a lot too that Omi put a good word for me. So, you know, who do you know? So in Omi and Krenzi were actually joke partners here at Grandview when they both were here um, as athletes. So, um, yeah, it was just kind of like connection to you know, and then me and Krenzi talked. He's like, he wants a job. And I was like, I'll be there in a week and just drove up to Iowa. Wow. And just like that. Just like that. And that's how I came to weekend. Been there ever since. Yeah. What was that like your first, because 20, 2019 was the first year. Yep. And was that was your first year there as well, correct? Yeah. What was it like that first duel to go out there? Were you nervous? As a coach, did you have some goosebumps or some jitters or some butterflies? For the first duel? Yeah, at Grand it, it was just because the history the men's team has. Yeah. Like, I, I heard about Grandview when I was an athlete in coaching. Um, I didn't really get into more details until I got here. Until I saw, like, oh, how big it is here, how legit how Grandview is. Mm -hmm. So it's a little nerve-wracking. It's like, we had like a thousand people in the gym for our double duel. Yeah, we, we had a double duel too. It was the girls' duel, then the guys' duel. So it was nerve wracking, kind of like, you know, learning the culture here in Iowa. Like, I was really big on wrestling. I was like, oh my God, they love wrestling out here. <laughs> and like the support and everything for sure. It was just like, I'm like, where was this at when I was in college? So that was part of the most like coaching wise was okay. Like that was the more natural, but like experience the, like the, the gym completely full. People were standing, there was spotlight, there was walkout song. I was just kind of like, whoa, I am not used to this. Like as an athlete, I was not used to all the stuff that they get. So it was for sure a good nerves about it. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was a good memory. Yeah. How, <laughs> how did you then get talked into competing again? Like at that point, did you think you were going to compete again? Coming to Grandview, I didn't really think about competing. I was kind of like, you know, I hung, I hung up my shoes the year prior. I was kind of like, whatever, I'm just going to keep on coaching. Um, I don't know. One day me and Krenzy were just talking and we we're just talking one day and somehow it kind of just brought up, uh, hey, how about you compete in December? It's Olympic trials this year. It was Olympic year. And I was kind of like, I don't know, man, like kind of just want to coach and um, me and him just talked about it and he was all about it. He was supportive. He wasn't being like, you know, some coach are like, no, my assistant, you're just coaching. No, he was very supportive of me competing again, about me training again. So I was kind of like, I think just him 
talking to me, give me like give me that support. What made it made me like kind of okay, and yeah, like and he was committed to it too. Like every single day at six o'clock in the morning, we were in the wrestling room working out, and I got my butt beat for months. You're talking about like a dude who's like 155, 160 of muscle. And I'm like, I was, and I was cutting down. It's probably like 125, 130, going back down to 50 kilos. So I always get my butt beat every day by him. And the college girls, because they were lifting weights that morning, and they said, walking you know, up, peep through the window, they always see my butt getting beat up, just getting tossed around left and right. So I know, I think just me and him talking about it, and then I think just showing that just showing me that he's supporting it what really got me like okay i'll compete wow so i think well, you have that support yeah well when did do you know sort of around about time when you were like all right yeah i'll compete again because at that time were you still sort of on the fence about it or were you all in oh no once we talked um it was like september mm-hmm. no he said, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. Like there was no <laughs> thing because it was September and I was going to compete in December. So wow. I had like three months, like less than three months of training. So he was like, and he's, well, his thing is, if we're going to do something, we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. We're not going to half-ass it. We're going to go all in. So I was just like, okay, we're going all in. And I just, anything is like, I was young. Like mm-hmm. I was 25 i think when i got here so it's kind of like why not mm-hmm. so we just yeah we went on we didn't hesitate we're just kind of like, let's go were you sort of wrestling around a little bit at that point with like you know with the women's team yeah i was training with them i think that's what kind of kind of started to our I, 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 I do everything with them i you know especially my first couple of years i used to do all the practice with them i did the warm-ups and everything so i think that's kind of what kind of started it, me just training with them mm-hmm. so i just, we just kept going with them yeah was he slow was he like dropping hints at you a little bit like hey you still you know you still got it you still got it something <laughs> along those lines I'm kind of blonde sometimes it probably went over my head yeah I'm more of a don't give me hints just talk to me straightforward cup of girl mm-hmm. I think he learned that kind of quickly like <laughs> I don't do the hints I just talk mm-hmm. I don't know I don't I have no idea how the conversation even started I really don't remember I'm not sure if it was me joking around about competing or him joking about it God, I don't, those years ago. So I'm not sure what happened. I just know the conversation popped up and we just started wrestling. What was it like when you, when you got back on the mat, did you feel different mentally? Like um, maybe more free, more carefree because you're enjoying it or, you know, what was it like when you first got back on the mat to compete again? I remember I was nervous because I took over a year off. I was Mm -hmm. a year off. I was nervous, but I felt really good. My weight was the best that's ever been at the moment. My training, I felt so much more different in my training. Cause like I said, I was open-minded at a new coach. I was very open about learning new technique, learning new moves. So I honestly, I felt, I felt really good going out there. Like, yeah, I was just carefree and just like, enjoying life like I had nothing to lose at the time like I already did my college career mm-hmm. I already did my senior level stuff now competing at the moment I was just kind of like I'm just doing it for fun now like let's just see what what happens out of it you know if I all American if I make the national I make the national team you know like just kind of have fun with it now mm-hmm. was it difficult to balance competing and coaching 
Not, not really, because I only competed at the senior level stuff. Mm -hmm. So it didn't really affect me coaching because my girls come first, even to this day. Like I'm still training, but my athletes come before my needs. So it's like, you know, when it's their time, it's their time. I'm coaching. I'm getting my 100%. So it, was, it wasn't too hard um, at tournaments and their practice. It was just their time. I just had to find my way, my own time, you know, mm -hmm. and I did. I said, when I was training, I, the head coach worked out with me and I needed to work out with me. Um, the girls, I did have some of the girls come in and work out with me when they could, but, you know, I was able to find that balance. So it wasn't too hard. Like um, some might think it's hard. It really wasn't that hard. I was able to balance it out. And that's something me and him talked about too, was balancing it out. And he gave me good advice about it. And we just made it work. We made it work. What, we uh, issue. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, oh. I was going to say, what, what's the plan for this, this upcoming year? You know, it's an Olympic cycle. Yeah. Um, well, I'm still training. I'm still yeah. actually training. Um, I, uh, my girls, we do a lot of individuals. So when I'm working out with them, I'm also working on myself too. So kind of like the whammy right there. Mm -hmm. But no, yeah, I am actually um we're competing this year. I'm competing, it's Olympic cycle. Um, for sure, I will be competing in December at the US Open and possibly actually next month at the Bill Farrell. Really? Oh, you're familiar with that one? You you won that once already. Yeah. Yeah, so. um, I won the before one time. I placed a few times. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sponsored by NYC. So I got a phone call um, a couple weeks ago for about um, about myself and one of my athletes, Andrea. She's sponsored by NYC, too, about going back out there and competing. So there's a good chance you probably see us next month competing. Wow, already? Yeah. Man, Just that's going to be exciting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> going with the flops I had no intentions I was just waiting for December and I got a phone call I was like competing next month I was like okay let's get my weight in control let's get this training going mm -hmm. and are you at 53 kilos now is that you settled no, in going the... 50s you're going 50 yeah I'm, I'm usually 50 kilos that's where I know I should be there has been a couple tournaments when I just want to be a little heavier and I went 53s Mm -hmm. But um, me and my coach, we talked about it. It's crazy. And um, we've, we made it clear that I'm a 50 kilos. So I'm, I'm 50. Unless I start really bulking up 53s. I just right. I have my days. I want to be heavy. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, <laughs> um, you know, and especially 53 is an Olympic weight. Correct? So, I mean. 50, 53s are both Olympic weights. Right. So, I mean, you could. Yeah. So, it's it's an option. It's, you know. Yeah, no, I think um, I haven't talked to Crinzy about, but I'm pretty sure we're going 50s right now. My weight, um, it started kind of fluctuating down a little bit right now. So I'm kind of walking around like 115-ish, like at an end of practice, mm -hmm. probably picking 14s here and there. But no, we're, I know me and him talked about it. We're, I'm for sure going 50s this year. This is exciting. Yeah, so go back to being small. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's exciting. I mean, uh, already next month and then December, you know, and wrestling starting. So you got a lot going on. Yeah, it's it's fun. Like, and thing honestly, I feel like coaching gives me that extra boost too. Mm -hmm. 
like mm-hmm. to compete like when i watch the girls competing i'm watching being successful i'm watching them beating these girls that you know either lost against or these close matches that kind of like it fuels my fire it makes me excited to compete mm-hmm. so i think coaching for sure has helped me like keep that fire going mm-hmm. and you've already won a couple accolades for coaching in 2021 and in 2023 you know you were uh, heart of a heart of America conference assistant coach of the year. Yeah. No. And then you also were AAU Iowa's uh, women's wrestling coach of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what was that like to, to hear that you're, you're now being honored at, at the coaching level? Um, It was for sure. Shocking. I was surprised I got nominated. I was just like, what? This is cool. Who nominated you. Um, for the HOA, um, that's just the head coaches. They um they throw the bids in at the conference. At the conference mm-hmm. tournament, they fill out um who they want the assistant coach of the year to be, and I guess they liked me. So, every, so all this was all the coaches put your name in there. I don't know. I ended up winning it. I don't, they they kind of um yeah oh, um yeah I don't know. They just at the conference they just guess fill out for my name in the getting more votes I don't know <laughs> for AU for the Iowa one I don't know how that one worked I was just told um I was just asked if I was going to AU stay and I was like yeah I have my kids competing I'll be there it's like okay you gotta be there I'm like okay I'm so confused <laughs> so it was, it was an honor it was for sure an honor receiving those awards but um it's not about me. It's about my kids. It's about my athletes. It's more about them. Like they're the reasons why I got this award. It wasn't why this is really based off them. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I, I agree, but I also want to want to say that it is also a reflection of you and your coaching, you know, who you are as a person, you know um, of course, yes, the athletes as well, but you know, it's also, like I said, a reflection of, of who you are and what you've poured into this sport, you know? Yeah. And so to be honored for, for your commitment and, and everything you've done had to feel pretty, feel like you were doing something right. Yeah. And it's, it was very nice. It's, it does for sure during those hard times, you know, and thinking you know, and everything's all sparkling air. Like people think there is some hard times, you know, there's, there's good days and bad days for sure those awards speaks, you know, on those, like, okay, going through all that stress, all that stuff we go through, it does, you know, from winning, like, okay, this, like, it's worth it now. Mm-hmm. I know there's some days I'm like, man, is this even worth it? Like all the stress I'm going through and stuff like that does help. It does help quite a bit, but. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Do you, do you get to see your, your family much? Are they still down in Florida? Yes, they are. I don't, unfortunately, I don't get to see them as often. Um, during season, it's just crazy um like Christmas is always rough because when you have one week of Christmas break and do snow like last year I was supposed to go home for Christmas and my flight got canceled due to snowstorm so um I every every summer I do go home July is usually when I go home I go home about two weeks um so and I'm trying to go home a little bit more now my parents are just getting a lot older my mom's in her mid mid 60s my dad's late 50s so I'm trying to see them as quite a bit. I know they're talking about coming up to visit me now. I'm oh, like, oh, after, yeah, I'm like, after how many years you guys want to come visit me now? 
I don't know. I think they accepted a fact like, oh, okay, I think she's going to stay here. I think we might as well go visit her. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. It's always, you know, maybe a little more enticing. Like, hey, you want to come visit in Florida, you know? But okay. uh, I, I was an okay state. It's Come on and visit. It's, it's yeah, It wasn't bad. Like, <laughs> when I accepted my job at Grandview and going to Iowa, I was kind of like, Iowa? I'm like, never been here. <laughs> what was going on? I remember just driving. I was on a phone with one of my friends. I'm like, dude, why is there so much corn? I had no idea this was a corn state. He was like, it's Iowa. There's a lot of corn. I was like, oh, am I supposed to know? Like, yeah. but, and actually, it's not bad. I was really not at bad, especially living in the Des Moines area. It's actually like a nice area. So I was kind of like, dang, actually, it's pretty nice. And like the support out here, especially for wrestling, I'm just like, it's something I really appreciate too. Mm-hmm. that's my biggest thing is like how much support you get out here mm-hmm. yeah yeah especially Grandview with how I mean I mean they've only been a men's program for 15 and not even 15, you know and how dominant they've been with coach Mitchell and now the now here comes the women's program I mean well they're big brothers for the past <laughs> couple of years so we're making a little sister catch up do you ever um um collaborate with them and like wrestle together or you know oh yeah their their office is right across our office i'm in there probably every other day just talking to them no we work very closely with the men's team like and that's one thing as a coach and even as an athlete like as a coach wise i appreciate if i ever need help like especially um my coach reedy he you know he's a head associate if I ever need something, I go bug Reedy. He's the first person, like, I know I should probably bug my boss, the head woman's coach. <laughs> no, I go straight. I'm like, Reedy, Reedy. So, yeah, Reedy's the man. He helps me with everything. They're so helpful. Um, Mitchell's always been very supportive of us, too, since day one. You know, fortunately, Mitchell and Reedy were Quincy's coaches when he was here. So, they're very supportive. And they want us to be successful just like them. They help our girls out. They want our program to be successful. And that's something as a coach, I took it very like personal. Like I appreciate it because you don't see a lot of men's and women's program working together. Like when you see us at tournaments, it's very rare you see the men's and women's team at a pro at a tournament together. No, we're at programs where they're supporting each other. You know, they're, we're supporting them. They're supporting us. We're talking. We're socializing. And that's something really big because you don't get to see us often. Even mm-hmm. as an athlete, they support me. Like, I always had – if Mitchell and Reedy there at that tournament, Reedy's right there in the corner with Coach Crenzy coaching me. Mm-hmm. And that's something big. Even at tournaments, you know, we have girls competing. If me or Crenzy can't be in the corner, they're jumping in the corner. They're in their coaching with girls too. Really? And that's just – yeah. There's been multiple times. They have helped wow. in. They stepped in. And that just speaks a lot, like the relationship we do have here. And uh, we do train with them. You know, during the off season, um, it's freestyle season for the guys. So we're down down the street, the men's facility, they're training freestyle too, and we're training with them. And that's really big, you know, they're welcoming, they're welcoming us into their home. So that's, and that's, that just speaks a lot and like respect that we have for both programs. And that's something I'm very, very grateful for, like the relationship we have here. Cause it does make a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. A hundred percent, you know, with the support of just the staff, the the program that's successful. And then also the administration, you know, if yeah. they, they back you too, just the, 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 
sky is the limit, I guess I should say. Yeah. And that's something they're supportive here. They're whatever you guys be successful as an athlete, make sure you're the best student in life here. And that's what their goal is here at Grandview is to have best of both worlds because you're here for four or five years. Let's make mm -hmm. it the best you can be. Yeah. What, what's it been like, um, before I let you go, you know, to, to see the growth of women's wrestling, did you ever think it would get to this point? For sure. Like probably back then, naive me, probably not <laughs> for sure. Not, but since I started wrestling college between 2013, mm -hmm. watching it grow for sure has been like, like a blessing because I was part of it when there was less than 20 programs, when it was WCWAs, where it was everybody and their mothers competing at one tournament, then mm -hmm. to like get into coaching, watching it grow. Now we have an NEI national championships, like watching it grow. It's, it's fun for sure watching. I think because I was part of it and then still being part of it, it is fun to look back on it. Um, I know we always joke about it. Uh, me and Krenzi always call it like the Wild Wild West days. Because <laughs> back then, they just made up rules on the spot, like day before weigh-ins. It was just, it was a something back then. But it's, I'm happy to see how much it has grown and how much it's going to continue to grow, especially like here in Iowa. I remember attending the second girls state. I wasn't mm -hmm. here the first year, but I remember the second year, I was here and it was at um, Waverly. Mm -hmm. And they told me they showed me a picture from the first year to second year. So since the second, uh, since the second girls' state, I've been here watching it grow. It's crazy. Like mm -hmm. last year, we we're gonna go to girls' state, and I saw a post on Facebook saying there's no ticket to get sold out. <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap! When I first got here, we're at high school. So no, it's it, for women's wrestling is just growing and growing and growing. Like I expect it to be continuing to grow. Mm -hmm. like especially these like these little ones now these little ones are feisty ones oh my yeah. god like, i watch them compete and i'm just like oh my god you're gonna hurt me <laughs> love them. i love the attitude what's it like wrestling with uh some of those younger younger girls then you know or younger women who uh are coming up through the ranks now now that oh, you're older veteran you know well, I so said we do. I do host a kids club. I ha I run the Grandview Wrestling Club, so it's from K to twelve. So I get all ages. <laughs> oh, my little ones, they'll scrap. Oh my god, I watch them. There be some that like buy into a brawl out fight. Some get bloody noses. I'm here like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm just gonna let it go. I'm just gonna let it keep running. I'm just like, never, never got to actual fist fight. Thank God, mm -hmm. but like. Holy cow, they're still little feisty ones. I'm just like this. You get it, girl. <laughs> I, I, I think I love it. I love, I love like how sweet they are off the mat. These cute, innocent, and they're on the mat was like a whole 360. Like, oh my God, you get it. And watch them grow. It's, it's fun. I, I for sure have enjoyed running a kids club. It's mm -hmm. watching them grow, especially for sure. It's helped a lot. How many do you have? How many kids do you have in that club? This is our third year, so we it's a it's a smaller club. We usually have like around probably around twenty around there. Okay, it's, it's a decent size. I said yeah. um, it's based off here in the women's facility, so it's not too too big, not too too small. It's a a nice good size. Mm -hmm. And so are you do you have any other coaches with you that that help you out? Um, I do have some of like the college girls that come in and out the room and help out. So it's always fun. Um, 
seeing some of the alumni girls come in and give back to the program. So mm -hmm. my little kids, they love it. They love seeing the older girls come in and helping them out. Mm -hmm. They're they're fun. And my, my, my club kids, they just love seeing it. And like, and also I like to have my college girls to come in because when I ask them to teach technique, they actually got to sit there and think like, I got to break this down a little bit extra now. I was like, yeah. So they start thinking now, oh, when I do it, I need to break it down more when I'm even actually hitting the shot. I was like, yeah. And I told the girls, me coaching has helped me a lot more as an athlete. Like, I think that's what really helped me grow a lot more too. Mm -hmm. so, and the girls, I think they're trying to see it too. And some of my college girls, they want to be coaches too. So this is like a really good opportunity to get their foot wet in the door. And all. Like some of my girls, they um, they do go, they, they help me run my kids' practices. They help me um, do kids' duels. So they are getting into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My other boss came in. I'm their boss. Now, actually, no, Arthur Sylvan, he's funny. His daughters, they scrap. Really? They wrestle? Yeah, he has four daughters. Um, only three of them wrestle because they're older. His mm -hmm. two youngest, it's someone's always getting a bloody nose with those two. <laughs> it's entertaining. He he's a and he's like I said, he's a Arthur Sylvan's the man, he's very laid back. But during practice, he's just like, I'm a dad. I'm not getting involved. Mm -hmm. He just sits back and just like keep wrestling. I'm like, ruthless. Oh my god. <laughs> you say ruthless? Oh, his Mithashim is ruthless with kids. He's like, go wrestle, shut up and go wrestle. I'm just like, I like <laughs> I like the attitude. And there's like, yeah, they it's all just scrappy. His daughter's gonna be really good. All of them, all of them, they they wrestle part of the club, they do all my dual teams together. So mm -hmm. right on. So a couple things here. Um, one, I just want to thank you for your time. I know okay. this is a bunch of stuff that you're you got going on. You're busy, and so I well, just, thank you for having me. I appreciate reaching out. Yeah, of course, of course. You know, um, anything I can do also to to help support grow women's wrestling. You know, um, just get the word out there, um, and and have people talk about their experiences. You know. Um, anything I can do. I, I appreciate it. So I appreciate having you on. Um, I have, um, I release my episodes with their walkout song. So if you have a walkout song, you want me to play for you, um, you can let me know, or if you know what it is now, I can just jot it down, whatever works for you. Anything Spanish, uh, anything Spanish, I am good. Anything Spanish, What like any specific artist or musician? I haven't done a walk-on song in probably since college. Oh my god, it's been a while. I can I can yeah, just, no, I know when I'm gonna release it and then you know you can let me know if a song comes to mind by then. Okay, I'll I'll think of some of we'll see where it pops up on Spotify. One of um, my girls, um, she's a Spanish minor, so she's always making me play Spanish songs when we do individuals. So yeah. I'll pick something. Are you helping there. are you helping her with, with the class? With like Spanish classes? Um, I got um, I got a little mad helping the girls with Spanish. Um, they're like, like the teaching is mm -hmm. different than what like we talk, so they're like more of a Spain Spanish, the co the correct term of Spanish. Right. So I almost broke one of the laptops one day because they kept saying <laughs> the incorrect answer. And I'm just like, I'm done. 
I'll talk to her. Like we have other girls. I know one of my girls, um, her boyfriend's Mexican. So I'll talk to her in Spanish and she'll kind of like get the cues. So she just kind of just has me just went and talk to her. Mm-hmm. And then I have a couple of my girls on my team. They're Spanish speakers. So we're talking a lot more Spanish now. Mm-hmm. That's got to be kind of nice that you're bilingual to be able to communicate that way. It's fun. I, I think I say I'm bringing Parker, my girl. Um, she did not. She spoke English, but she refused to do it. So I still need to talk Spanish. I still need to coach her in Spanish, and that's it. So it was fun for sure, mm-hmm. and that's something I'm trying to push more. Like my girls who do talk Spanish, I try. I try to speak with them more. Sometimes in a corner, I'll yell out Spanish words instead of the English words. So that's something I'm trying. It's just. It's just my style, my culture. Like, you know, I'm here, but I always like to bring out like my side of things. Yeah, for sure. Add that little personal touch to, you know, that they don't have to speak English, you know, that like, hey, this is who you are. Let's communicate this way. That's more comfortable for you. Just anything that you can do to just make it a little bit easier. Yeah. And that's one thing I know has helped me. Like, I know some athletes, some recruits I have, um, I know when like the head coach or if I start talking saying oh I'm Spanish that kind of like big light bulb I know that helps me connect with them I know this one girl was talking to um she found out I was Cuban she was Cuban too she's like oh my god you're Cuban as well so I know we click very quickly and and for sure and that's a good um like good balance too like me and Crenzi are both our personalities are both different so it's kind of fun to combine ours together (laughs) Yeah. What what would you say uh, his personality is? He's very laid back. Mm-hmm. For sure laid back, a lot calmer. Mm-hmm. Um, a whole 360 of me, <laughs> which works out great because sometimes I need him to like simmer me down. I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Now I'm here just kind of like, go, go, go. So the girls will, that's one thing they'll probably even ask about them. They'll just say we are two different people. But sometimes does he need that little fire lit that you that you kind of do? Like, hey, we need to we actually need to turn it up a notch. Oh, he's all about it. He he loves it. He he likes the whole two different personalities. Mm-hmm. He, he it's just part of balance. Like I said, like we he wasn't looking for a mini me him. He was looking for, you know, someone be themselves. So it just worked out for both of us. Mm-hmm. Now sometimes, you know, me being that hype man helps him out. Sometimes like he need to calm down. But kind of like, wait. Mm-hmm yeah you're actually kind of right <laughs> but uh, we work out I'm surprised he still has me here because sometimes <laughs> kind of question I'm just like I do still have my job some days of the week <laughs> yeah, what is this year am I doing my math right year five yeah it's our year five oh, right unbelievable right five, five yeah year five together um I said being part of the program coaching here it's gets yeah, crazy it's thinking it's for year five like it's it's good but it's also sad to see how quickly things are just going Mm -hmm. yeah and who knows what the future holds we don't you don't know because you just kind of go with the flow so it's going with the flow (laughs) i just i'm here for a good time yeah that's that's my sad i'm always here that's one thing i always tell everybody i'm just here for a good time we'll we'll figure out (laughs) and it seems like you're having a good time so that's that's good they're making it, they make it fun. The girls, they make my job fun. Entertaining sometimes, sometimes very entertaining. But I, I love my girls. I love this team. They have a good culture here.
Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Aurelis Vias, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. You can check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and my Facebook page to hear more of my content. Don't forget to check out my website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Take care. See you next time.